The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right. Tonight we got a good show. I got one of my good friends uh, back in studio. Back in studio. Um, I don't know how long it's been. But I have Phil. He uh, runs. Um, what, what, what's the name of the the, the um, nonprofit? Well, you we run have now? two. Yeah, but we use um, Together Freedom for the trafficking. What's and it called? Together Freedom. Together Freedom. But it's to get her freedom. To get her freedom. That's for the human trafficking. Right. Yeah, because the name has changed several times. Um, what is, is that? The website too? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the website. Oh. Uh, t- it would be togetherfreedom.org. Okay. So we're going to talk about all kinds of new stuff because I legitly have not talked to you. We've been texting. You've been trying to get me out on your boat for like five years now. Um, You know, that would actually be really fun to do now that the girls are, my daughters are actually um, in a good age. Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly, Phil, it was, it was too much. It was too crazy at that time to get uh, three, two year olds on a boat in the sea. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I totally get that. But now they would legitly. And I have to buy life jackets that are really tiny. (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get them. But you know, it would legitly be a, a great time now. They would enjoy it because yeah. they're in that age where they could, uh, you know, they like we were at my house the other day and they looked out the window and they're like, "Look at the sky's red." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, that's called the sunset." Like they could actually see; they'll see the ocean and dolphins and whales. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We okay. We should now. Le- le- now <laughs> we need to put that on the calendar. Sure. So I want to catch up on everything that's been going on with you, but really quick, a little background from our last show. Um, you had a you had a facility up in uh, Northern California, mm-hmm. and you there you had um, uh, troubled teens, we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, human trafficking uh, uh, victims that you have worked with the cops and FBI and different people to pull out and to uh, make it put them in a safe place to take them to court and actually put the abusers or the traffickers in jail. Absolutely. But there's been so much. Well, I remember we did. Uh, we, you, you, we were going up there actually with the Whosoever's team, mm-hmm. um, and we were actually being able to minister and actually hang out and develop relationships for like four days. We even did a baptism in the back pond. I that that was so cool. There was so many awesome, cool things the way God got you there and what He did there. But now you're in a new season. Ah, uh, boy, that's for sure. So we have a we have an hour, and people are going to be very interested to hear more about you. And what's been going on? So, do a little bit more background on who you are and what you're what you're doing and why. Sure. Um, well, it started when I was a San Diego police officer, and as you know, so this yeah. is kind of keep news to you. But exactly. um, and um, kind of got a got a call to back up the FBI in La Jolla, which is a kind of a high rent district. <clears throat> oh and yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. it's very high end, and so and there was a big hotel down there, and. There was a shooting, and so we, we, we went down there to cover the FBI and come to find out there were 11 girls that were um, – they thought that they had been hired as models to go to Paris for a photo shoot. And, and this guy had spent a lot of time grooming them and getting mm. them – you know, trusting the parents or having the parents being able to trust them. Wow. And so the very slick operation – and convinced the girls and the parents to go on this photo shoot. But in, in, real, in reality, they had been sold for 20000 a apiece, and they were going to Turkey and to, to never be seen again. Did and they know they were going to Turkey? No, no. They, 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 had, they had no idea. They thought they were going to Paris for a photo shoot. So, yeah. so they were ticked off at us because we're, we're wrecking their trip. 
Yeah. And we're like, no, yeah. you have no clue. You're, you were never coming back. Oh my gosh. And so and how, how old were all these girls? Um, I think they were ranging from 14 to 17, but they were all under 18. They're Unbelievable. Yeah. And so, um, so they arrested the guy. He had shot at one of the girls because one of the girls was informing on him and to the FBI. And that's how they knew about it. Got it. And so he, he, she ran downstairs and jumped in one of those commercial trash cans. Mm. So then we went, fished her out and then went upstairs and rescued the other girls. Um, and I was like blown away. Cause I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. I, yeah. you know, I had really neat parents and I wasn't sheltered, but I, <clears throat> even being a police officer, I thought, Human trafficking, sex trafficking in the United States, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. it got, you know, that was 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that was really an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. And so God just really laid it on my heart that, you know, who's helping these girls? And right. is this a problem? So for one, I did the research and figured out it was, it was a big problem. Law enforcement didn't know what to do with these girls, didn't know how to deal with them. I mean, this was 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. no one really talked about it. They had no clue how to deal with it. So I started doing research and just figuring out, okay, what can I do to help these girls? Because I feel like they're falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So uh, Kim, my wife, and I decided to start a ministry just reaching out. And so we reached out to both troubled kids and to traffic kids. And it just grew unbelievably. I mean, we went from a small mom and pop to a multi-million dollar, you know, ministry. Mm -hmm. And so um, it from there, we just started taking kids that were minors. We wanted to focus in on the minor kids mm-hmm. because that was the biggest gap. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, what do these kids need? And so I was really just asking the Lord, okay, I don't want to just waste my time here. I don't want to reach out to these kids and then just have them go back to the life. I, I really want to figure out what we need to do. And so we got really creative in how we would relate to these girls. And it's nowhere like how you would relate to a troubled teen because they just don't tolerate it. And so we just learned over the years how to minister to them. And it's, it's, I thought if I could get 20% of girls to turn around, Mm -hmm. I would be kind of happy with that Yeah, because it was such a hardcore life. Yeah. And there's so much damage done to the girls, but we ended up closer to the 80, 85%. And uh, I was blown away and so thankful. And these girls, like you've met them, and, you know, they're so sweet and they're resilient. Yeah. And yeah. they make decisions for Christ. And you can see their countenance change. Yes. Just everything changes yes. in them. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the girls I've kind of connected with over the years. And so now we're still, you know, hanging out. And, you know, yeah. they're adults now. And yeah. that's kind of I've seen, I've extra seen bonus. too. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. They'll hit us up on like uh, social media. Yeah. Like, oh, my Chris will be like, hey, that's so and so from, uh, you know, yeah. from, from the center. So yeah. Awesome. It is really cool. They'll call me up randomly. Hey, you know, you want to have lunch? They might be struggling sometimes yeah. or maybe they just want to hang out. Yeah, exactly. Either way, I'm like, I'm there. So, so interesting enough, going back to what you said about the difference between these kids and um, just, you know, just youth that struggling are just kids. Yeah. yeah just, just normal kids that are having problems. Mm-hmm. These, these, Kid, boys or girls, they've been through like really gnarly, traumatic yeah, stuff. Absolutely. So then you're bringing them out, and you have to. It, you can't just like crack the whip on them like you would like on a disobedient kid. These kids are are are. You're seeing the reaction of what has been done to their heart, basically. Yeah. So it's like almost like you have to go in and, and go for the heart to to find out the root of the problem, and then <clears> help walk them out 
through the trauma. Right. They've basically been raped every day, multiple times a day. Okay, exactly. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Try and get that around you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get, exactly. Wrap get that, that around your head. And then you say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you need to move on. Or, or say, uh, don't use that, you know, the F word. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, you know, have that attitude. The minors, yeah. You know, don't get together with another girl, you know, because for me, growing up in a conservative Christian home, yeah. that stuff is bothersome to me. Yeah. Okay. But I had to get my attitude to kind of change, to go, I'm not going to help these girls by being legalistic or by trying to perform a behavioral mod kind mm-hmm. of mentality. So it was like I had to kind of let some of that go. Mm. You know, they use really bad language. Yeah. Fine. Get yeah. over it. You know, yeah. move on. I mean, exactly. work on the heart. <clears throat> exactly. And like you're saying, that's the effects of what's going on in their heart. Yeah. It's like band-aiding. Oh, Stop the language, but what's really going on is, is the heart. It is. It know? is. It's the surface stuff. And, and and that's the same with, with kids that are struggling at home and yeah. regular kids that are being kind of rebellious. But but it's more evident. It's yeah. more out there because mm-hmm. they we they think that if you do anything nice for them. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah. Exactly. And so, that's the way they're attracted. And, 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 yeah. And, and the manipulation and the literal torture that some of these girls went through both physically and emotionally, I won't even share because it's not appropriate. Right. And, and it, you know, some of your listeners will just be like, I mean, traumatized because it's so horrific Mm -hmm. what has been done to some of these girls. Mm -hmm. And you think, man, if I wasn't a Christian and didn't have any kind of moral background, I would want to take care of these guys. (laughs) Yep. No, for sure. The human side of me would want to really take it to them. And, and so it's, it's one of those things where over the years, it's, it's just, you know, just focus on loving the girls, focus on helping them. Don't get caught up in, in who, who the suspect is and the pimps are. We don't call them pimps. We call them slaveholders because, you know, pimp gives a connotation that she's a prostitute right, right. but really she's being forced being forced she's a slave so, so she's really a slave so so interesting enough you know as you're saying all this stuff i'm i'm just reflecting back on 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 Jesus's uh, ministry and I, I was just going through uh, Matthew today listening to it and it says that when Jesus saw the people um they were just um they were just out there confused and and you know sheep without a shepherd and they were just and he was going to the to the broken, basically to these people that were lost. Yeah. And his ministry was to, when you read about it, he was he was with the people. He was there with the multitudes. He was in the houses. He was breaking bread. He was, uh, you know, he was going out of his way. The 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 woman, the Samaritan woman, that was been through several relationships. She was com- completely confused, broken, right. lost. And he went out of his way. I think it was like two hundred something miles out of his way on the way to Jerusalem just to go get this one this one lady and and that's the model and, and that's what I've seen even with you guys when I went up to these centers um, that it's just hanging out and developing relationship I remember when we got there I think it was you or Tiffany or someone um, that was just like you know just come in they're gonna they're gonna have their guards up to you yeah yeah because you know who are you yeah and what do you want yeah. and I remember we showed up and everyone they were just looking and no one was talking to us <laughs> some people they, they all the girls were looking at us kind of like checking you out who are they and and it was very. It was like that for a while. Yeah. But then we started playing a game. Yeah. I forget, it was called Signs. The Signs. Oh yeah, I don't know. It was called either. Signs. Yeah, we played Signs, and then all of a sudden it just like we were all goofing around, messing around, and, and then you can see this child like come, come out of them. Absolutely. And then next you know, 
the barriers were broken down mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden just over that that and it wasn't like every single one was totally like opened up but it was like one egg was getting cracked at a time yeah, exactly. throughout the time we were there and these conversations started happening and then we would go back months later and then more would happen and it was just this man we just really it was just a really cool thing but you can just see how god did these cool things and by the time they graduate yeah they're 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 eighty percent. You said well, eighty percent are successful. And the way we that can be very subjective on how yeah. you say what what is success. Yeah. Well, first of all, just to relate to what you said is that uh, these girls um, they have trust issues. So it, that's our biggest hurdle to overcome. Right. So once you get you know kids, most kids have entitlement issues. The kids that are struggling behaviorally. That's an oversimplification, but it's it's kind of the, the basic truth. Yeah. And so what we think is we have to build a relationship with that child over a long period of time because that trust doesn't come back quickly. Mm. And so it's it's one of those things. And, and our success is based on is that child moving forward or are they stuck or going backwards? Mm. So if they're moving forward on a consistent basis, then we consider that success. Yeah. And so we've had about probably about four to 7% that have returned to the life. And that makes us sad. And we keep working on them and keep being there for them. Um, but like I said, we are just been totally shocked and blessed on how these kids have just succeeded. And, um, you know, a lot of them have kids now they're married. Um, gosh, kind of dates me, but you know, it's, yeah. I've been doing it that long. You yeah, know? no, that's, that's awesome. And you know, it's fun. when you were talking, I was thinking about the, uh, the trust issue. So mm-hmm. like, if you want to relate it to just a common person that's like listening to this right now, it's like when you have like a, someone that you trust, cause they trust these, these, these traffickers, or right. these Slaveholders, they trust them because they're doing all these good things for them. And then all of a sudden they just burn them and, and switch the card on them. It's like having a best friend or like a, or like a, you're in a relationship and you fully, you're in love or whatever. And you trust this person, this girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, and then they cheat on you or yeah, something. Right. And then it's, it's something, you know, that it's really hard to overcome to, to, for the trust. And this is just a, this is like a love relationship. This is someone like if you're with a boyfriend or girlfriend, but imagine being in a situation where you've been abused mm-hmm. hardcore, dude, the trust level has to be way, way more. And that's, that's a huge hurdle. Well, and the trust gets worse as they start to come out of it and realize what they were in. Oh, it gets shoot. worse right. because, because it starts out with the Stockholm syndrome. So what happens is, and for those of you who don't know what Stockholm is, basically the, the, the slaveholder will meet the needs of the girl, buy her food, buy her makeup, hair. Now it's all selfish, right? He's not doing it for her, yeah. but so she becomes dependent on him. So all of a sudden there's this relationship, even though it's super unhealthy and deviant, she will bond with him because he's providing for her, even though it's selfish one way and it's all for the purpose of him making money. Yeah. But, but it's a psychological thing. And so we'll have girls that'll come in and they'll go, well, I need to call him. It's his birthday. And, and my head's going, yeah, are you kidding me? (laughs) No. But until they come out of it, which is kind of weird, because when they do come out of it, they'll come to like Tiffany or one of the staff and they'll go, I can't believe what that guy did to me. Yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden the light switch goes on and they're 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 kind of popping out of that Uh Stockholm syndrome and Uh realizing. But then all the hurt 
and the, uh-huh. and the, and the, and the, and the how trauma. could that happen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then the trust of, I'm not trusting anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it gets harder. Dang. Yeah. No, it's a hard job. It's, it's, it's uh, Tiffany and blaze, her husband are amazing people that put up with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I they're can, saints. Every day they are dealing with drama uh-huh. every single day because uh-huh. we have enough girls that there's drama every day. How many? How many? Uh, how many uh, girls do you guys have now? Is it boys and girls or uh, just no? Girls? We we have just trafficked uh, minor girls. Minor girls. <clears> so it. and we have usually anywhere from ten to twenty. Ten to twenty. At a time, 20 yeah. Ten. And that's a that is a lot. Ten. Yeah. Ten is probably where we like to be. Because it's if you get more than that, it, it tends to implode. I'll give you an example of how different it is. Mm-hmm. You can have 24 troubled teens or struggling teens mm-hmm. in a dorm. Mm-hmm. You can only have eight traffic kids. Right. Because if you put more, mm-hmm. it just implodes. Yeah. It just absolutely implodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of pecking orders. There's all sorts of... Um, just cultural things that the that the slaveholders taught them. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's the hierarchy, like yeah. there's the pimp or the slaveholder. Then there's the bottom girl. Then there's the recruiter. Then there's the enforcer. And so they have all these people that were involved in their life. And so if you put too many personalities in there, they just can't have it. And you have fights break out, and right. it's, it gets pretty ugly. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so somebody like constantly managing that. Oh man. No, I, uh, and calling me going, okay, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Constant, it's constant fire. She's yeah. a fireman, firewoman. Yeah. Um, is there, this is just a side note or uh, question. Um, is there a lot of uh, human traffic boys under 18? Is there, is there, is there a thing for boys or there is it more is. just girls? There is. I mean, it's, it's obviously much higher for girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, a friend of mine, Kevin Malone, is doing a ministry, and he's got a, a boys program in Florida. And it's what probably part? almost— Oh, like, actually, we don't say that. <laughs> what's that? Oh, I said what part of Florida? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah You yeah. can't say that. Probably, probably shouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot. But the—it's the, um, it, it's, it's, extreme—like— he, I commend his bravery. <laughs> those create, yeah, because it's such a, a complicated, yeah. even more so than the girls, because there's a lot of transsexualism, uh-huh. and and it just it, you got so much more to manage, uh-huh. and so. But I give him all the credit in the world because he's reaching out because he knows that there's no. I, as far as I know, he's probably one of five programs, if there's still five programs in the entire nation for boys. Uh-huh. That's crazy. How, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. How how many are there? Uh, how many? What? How, how many does he normally have? Um, I think he has six to eight, but I'm yeah, not positive yeah. about that. But yeah. um, wow, I just know that um, um, he he they he got put on the president's commission for sex trafficking, human wow. trafficking. So he's really doing a good job to look at the legislative part yeah. and, and to do. But oh, he's oh, doing yeah. a great work too. But we're partnering with everybody we can. Because it's like this job is too big to just say, oh, we're going to do it. We've got it. You know, no, it's it's, 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 uh, so if people um, because you guys, you guys look for different people to work there and volunteer and stuff like that. So how how do people uh, contact you for that? Yeah, just they can just go to the website um, at togetherfreedom.org and just email us and say, hey, I'd like to intern. Mm. I'd like to work there. Yeah. I mean, as you know, the country's. You know, hurting for for employers or hurting for staff, oh. we're no different. We're yeah. we're we're screaming for people to work for us. I oh. uh, would love to have couples yeah. uh, looking for you know a couple that that maybe is good with administrative tasks, mm. yep. um, uh, maintenance people, mm. 
um, you know, house parents, mm-hmm. uh, just because we have this um, kind of mentor type structure. We're mm-hmm. not a group home. We're not a residential treatment center. We are a Christian school. That's how we've licensed ourselves. Right. And so it's a campus. And mm-hmm. and we just have chosen to allow these types of girls to come into our school because right. they can't make it in a normal school. No. They just won't survive. Mm-mm. And so that's kind of where we ran into the, uh, you know, I don't know if you want me to get into this, but the legal problems that we had with California. Uh, I do, actually. It's That's fine. We have nine minutes left to the break. so Okay. Well, the, um, the, the part of the reason why we left, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but a lot of time, a lot of the reason why we left California was because, um, as you know, California is losing it and everything is government controlled and, and ridiculous. And so when you know the stat that like 70 to 90 percent of kids recruited into sex trafficking are recruited out of a group home or foster care system, there's a 70%. problem. 70 percent minimum. Yeah. OK, and I think it's higher. Yeah. So. That's kind of what they wanted to do. They said, well, we want you guys to not be a school. We want you guys to be a group home. Right. We're like, why would we want to do that? We've been successful for 25 years, mm-hmm. and now you want us to be dysfunctional? Yeah. No. No thanks. Well, then they, they, they did a bunch of surprise inspections trying to catch us doing something <clears throat> illegal, illegal, so to speak. Right. <clears throat> never, never caught us because right. we were doing it right. Yeah. Well, th- they came in the fourth time. And I'm like, hey, guys, when I was a police officer, if somebody made a complaint yeah. and I had checked it out three times yeah. and it wasn't valid, I'd yeah. tell the person, hey, they're okay. They're yeah. cool. Why? And you're an ex-police officer. Right. That's, that's, that's the best thing. Right. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you know, this seems like harassment. This seems like you're coming after us. Yeah. And so um, they just said, well, sorry. You know, and you could tell they, they were, had an agenda. Yeah. So. Um, I filed a federal lawsuit against them for discrimination mm-hmm. and free speech, uh, freedom from compelled speech, uh, and that we're a Christian organization and they shouldn't have the right to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to retaliate. So they filed a lawsuit against me in state court. So this went on and, and, and I won't get into the weeds cause it got, it got ridiculous, but that went on for three years mm-hmm. and they were finding me personally $200 a day. And it was up to like $80,000. Oh my gosh. And, and it, you know, when you have a corporation, you don't go after the individuals. You go after you, the corporation. Yeah, that's why you have a corporation to uh-huh. protect you. So this went on forever and they were playing all sorts of dirty tricks and, and they were tapping our phones and sending undercover agents to the campus. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable, but they never found anything wrong. Yeah. So we ended up in court and the judge admonished them and basically said, look, you are treading on their constitutional rights. And so the state settled. And so just dropped everything. Wow. What and a miracle. So we kind of, you know, we offered them a settlement and say, look, we'll even leave the state yeah. just because we want to do ministry. Yeah. And I, and I really struggled with this because part of me said, does God want me to, to fight this battle for the faith based yeah. community? Yeah. And I kind of came to the conclusion that that was not our ministry. Right. Our ministry was helping these kids, and it was such a distraction. I was just going to – literally, I was thinking of getting derailed. Satan wanted to derail you yep. and, and confuse you because not, not everything that's put in front of you could be from God. Right. Like you could say, oh, man, no, God – does God want us to fight this for the faith to stand for the church? And, but, right. but then that could be just a shiny object that Satan's like if – if he gets caught up in all this fight – 
the girls go to the waste. Yeah. And that's not well, what God had. And when you think about how tenacious the state is when they go after someone, mm-hmm. it's a miracle. I mean, when we, that's off- a miracle. when we offered him the settlement, <laughs> yeah. keep in mind, this drama has been going on for three years. Yeah. We offered him the settlement. They took it up in two days and said, we accept. So it had to go through the Department of Justice of California. They had to go through licensing, a couple other state, you yeah. know, like uh, what they call CDL, right. um, which is just a licensing firm. But they went all through those agencies in two days. Yeah. And they said, yeah, we're, we're in. Unbelievable. We're good. So uh, it was pretty. So I, I felt like it was the right decision because right after that, things became even more chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about the people like, like the guy, the baker. The baker. The, the guy that got sued because he wouldn't make a cake for... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And a lot of this had to do with the LGBT oh, yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, uh-huh. And so um, I looked at him, and he was constantly getting sued. So it was a constant distraction. Yeah. Well, he's making cakes. I'm trying to save lives. I'm not comparing or saying he's yeah. less than. I'm just saying that I think his focus was making cakes. Making cakes, you know? yeah. But I'm dealing with... 10, 20, 30 lives at a time and, yeah. and 30 staff. And it, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I kind of prayed about it and said, you know what? It's time to get back to focus on um, the girls. Yeah. And, and not that we took our focus completely off, but it was, I was getting worn out. Like, yeah. I can only, <laughs> so, you're going the States coming against you. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. That was daily. Yeah. I remember we, we've, I've got, we got texts from you. We were praying. We were just like, wow, it's just, that's just one of the things that's just in God's hands. Like, mm-hmm. God had to like do it, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> now, before the break, because um, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about everything that's going on with you uh, in your new spot. So you moved states. What <laughs> What was that process like? Well, I mean, you're moving. It was chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> it was right in the middle of COVID, and so we're like, and and there were some other things. COVID that, in California. Yeah. 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 Would, yeah, co- yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that, that does that, a distinction. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so yeah, it was a nightmare. I mean, we we other things happened. Uh, there's there was a gentleman, uh, John Kenyon. He was owner of the property we were currently at. He's a neat Christian guy. Was supporting us 100. percent And so it was kind of like, well, okay, now we need to make a decision. And so when we decided to go to Texas. Uh, his situation changed too. So it was kind of like God yeah. kind of said, Phil, I'm confirming this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was pleased with that because it's hard when you make these kind of decisions because you're like, am I making the right decision? Am I wimping out? Yeah. I don't want to wimp out. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally. a fighter. You yes. Know? yes. So, but I do think it was, I'm convinced it was the right decision. And so we just had to get buses, car transportation. We had to transport 32 animals and... The just to tell you how rough it went, the driver got arrested in the transit of all the animals and they impounded all the animals and his truck. Are you serious? <laughs> it was, and this is the kind of stuff that we're like, oh, my God, you can't make this. stuff. <laughs> no, exactly. So but we pulled it off and, and we got there and now we have like over 100 animals. So did you guys have a llama or what? You had something um, or the dogs. We're changed. breeding some dogs. Right. We're, we were, we are breeding Newfoundland dogs. Newfoundland. That's what there was. Yeah. yeah. The and that's very therapeutic for the kids because uh, they take care of the puppies and, yeah. you know, and get them ready for sale. We have yeah. like a two-year waiting period for these dogs. Um, it brings in a little revenue that helps with, yeah. the, with the girls. Uh-huh. Um, and, but more importantly, you know, we have a lot of animals and the animals are really used towards 
um, there's nothing. The girls just relax around animals. Yeah. And so we have pigs and chickens and goats. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I, I think the donkeys are still on their way. But we have four you know, miniature donkeys yeah. that are being donated. And uh, we have a bull. We have five cows that just dropped five more cows. So it's turning into a pick and farm. Yeah. You know, and, and Tiffany like loves it. animals. You know how she is on animals. Uh-huh. So... Uh, it you know I think it's positive you know as long as it doesn't get out of control you know taking care of all the animals you know but we it was funny because we we ended up buying a piece of property and I was like how are we going to pull this off okay you know what let's let's do this okay because we're going to be going to break in a minute um, I want to plug a couple things because we got a lot going on and then we're going to pick up right after the break so first of all we have Thousand Oaks. Uh, we're, we're touring the Thousand Oaks with the Whosoever's. We're doing a mega tour from June 12th to June 19th. A lot of people have been uh, DMing me on Instagram and going, hey, where can I get the details? Go to the whosoever's.com. Click on the tour button. It's right there. It has all of our dates. If you want us to come out to your church, your skate park, your boys' homes, girls' homes, <laughs> juvenile detention center, church, etc. basically wherever there are young people, go to the whosoever's.com. Contact us. We are on a whosoever mega tour across the United States right now with uh, tons of dates. Um, we have the whole month of June filled. We're filling July right now. Working on August, September, October, etc. So check it out. Go to thewhosoever's.com as well. Oh, look, I'm going to be in Texas actually. Right here. I'm going to be in Grapeland, Texas on July 24th at Camp Rockfest. And the next day you're going to be at our campus. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you. I need to come to your campus. Absolutely, you should. So... Um, and maybe you can meet me here at this concert or someone, but, um, I'll come to your campus. I want to do that. I'm going to extend my trip to come to you guys after okay, he's on radio saying that folks. So you got to hold him to it. I already thought about it cause I knew this was happening. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Um, I have a book out, go to kill It's called kill the noise, finding meaning above the madness. It is the number one release right now on Amazon for the Western, um, United States. Check it out. And I'll be back right after the break. Peace. The Ryan Reese Show, coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. That's true. We are back with my boy Phil from, plug your uh, nonprofit again. Together Freedom, or togetherfreedom.org. And that's it. And it's, you guys rescue, uh, you you work with the um, police force, FBI, you bring young girls under 18 in Mm -hmm. and you work. It's a school. You work on getting their education so they graduate Mm -hmm. and you work on the heart issue to help them overcome and get uh, their feet stable on the rock, which is Christ, and to go into the world. And we've seen many of the girls graduate, uh, Crystal and I, and they've contacted us on social media. And it's just really cool to see the, the effect of this school. And we've been there. The whosoever's have been there many times. I'm going back now um, soon because <laughs> I'm going to be in a concert speaking out there in July sometime. But I'm going to come out and hang out, and I'm excited to see everyone. Yeah, that, they will be too. It'll be so great. it's going to be exciting. And I'm going to send my new book with you. And I didn't plug this before the break, but the Kill the Noise book, uh, Phil, what I wrote is – it's funny. It's because during the, the first lockdown, the pandemic mm-hmm. – um, I started working on a couple chapters to just kind of get the outline of it. And then we went into lockdown. I got the book deal right when the shutdown happened. So I just cranked it out. Nice. Like you'll, you'll get into the middle of the book and it's like, I'm sitting here right now. All the guns are sold out. No toilet paper <laughs> lines at Costco. 
you know, what's more important guns or toilet paper? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was, uh, it's pretty crazy to, to see what was happening, but I wrote it and I actually wrote it because it's so awesome how you are, you're a discipler as well. And I wrote this book, um, to, I had three book offers and two of them wanted me just to write my testimony. And I'm mm-hmm. like, testimonies are cool, but you know, late at night when you're in bed and you have fear running through your, your body or you have anxiety or you're, you're trying to face these, these past issues in your life, a story is not going to get you through the night. It's yeah. only the word of God is the scriptures is what you could literally hold on to because you know that the word of God is true and it's God's words and it's promises of what he says. Yeah. And that's why when I wrote the book, I used my life stories of, you know, it's like a highlight reel. Like, and you know, when you flip through Instagram, yeah. it's just like a highlight reel of my life from me growing up uh, until now over the last, you know, how old am I? I'm 45 years old. So oh, highlight reel. Of, you're old. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just, you, you know, I, uh, I don't, I would, I would say don't do drugs and alcohol, but, um, and don't smoke cigarettes every day. But, you know, no, thank you, God, for uh, for keeping me looking okay (laughs) through all that. You know, I've been sober 13 years now by God's grace, and uh, it's just an awesome thing. So anyway, with that said, is this book exists. It's a it's a discipleship tool that will take people on this journey. It's Bible teaching. It's life application. It's it's what Jesus did. Yeah, he would give life application and then he would teach the scriptures. And that's what this book is. And I'm going to give you a box of books. Cool. To take back to your tribe in in <laughs> Texas to the to the girls, yeah. and then and then by the time I show up, they'll know most of, you know they'll read it, and then the encounter what I mean, will happen then is going to be amazing. I think it'll be great because they'll know who you are. And- yeah, that's going to be awesome. <clears throat> dude. I can, you know what? I'm so excited. Yeah, We're booking great. that stuff today. Um, I got to make a note of that. All right, let's get back to your uh, story. So you uh, you got the whole you got the group. You started going to Texas. The guy that was transforming your guys' all your animals got towed, ended up in jail, mm-hmm. and he got out, I think. Um, yeah, he did. So you got there. <laughs> yeah. And now what is God doing? What was the process like? You're getting there. You're at this massive area in Texas. Well, What's it was, the difference? It, 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 was, it was pretty amazing because we, you know, everybody was like withdrawing. Everybody was like kind of pulling in their reins because of COVID so money was kind of scarce, and finding uh, funds was kind of sketchy at best. And so I'm thinking, man, how are we going to pull this off? You know, we have to buy this property. We don't want to be in debt. We want to be, you know, debt free. Yeah. We raised a million, over a million dollars in like six weeks. Oh my gosh! It was amazing. crazy. It was crazy. People were popping out of the woodwork, and so. We were just super, super stoked about it. And so we bought a piece of property that was about 45 acres. And it was all, (laughs) it was all built like buildable. It was all buildable. And in the back of the property, you have this view of a 2000 acre cattle ranch that just slopes down just enough. So you get this really cool. Right. Cool view. Yeah. Okay. Because Texas is not like super. It's kind of flat, right? Yeah. Generally, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. that's my opinion of it. Yeah. And uh, so um, we just felt like, okay, this is, this is the property. <clears throat> and so one of the donors came up with uh, just a pretty good chunk of money mm. to buy the property, but it wasn't enough. And then some parent that I had helped in the past who I never thought had this kind of money. No way. <laughs> calls me up and says, hey, my wife and I have been talking about helping you out buy the property. And I'm like, I'm thinking 10. 
Yeah. Maybe 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. lucky. Yeah. And he's like, we'd like to give you like $130,000. Oh my goodness. And the wife was Thank so excited Jesus. to tell me that, you know, she's like, cause he kept messing, messing around with me cause they were friends too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, cause his daughter did really well, yeah. which also, you know, it, it's nice to have a, a, a success story. Yeah, exactly. And, <clears throat> and so, you know, the wife kept saying, just tell him, just tell him. <laughs> he's messing in the so, Yeah. So anyway, so we were super excited about that. So when I mapped it out, for the now you've been to the the old campus yes which was amazing it was amazing yeah, yeah absolutely it was about 45 acres that we were using there was a 230 acre campus uh-huh. but most of it was forest right right we were only utilizing all the buildings and the you know the dining hall yeah. and all that track and field yeah. and uh-huh. all that was on 45 acres oh really so it was kind of weird that we found this piece of property that's 45 that's acres. god that's god yeah just confer- that's god that's that confirmation because yeah. you can't make that stuff up. no and so we're building from scratch mm-hmm. and we have like two buildings there was a house on it and there was a, a metal building that was put on it by one of the donors and I mentioned her name, but I'm not sure I have permission to do that. So um, I kind of feel bad because I'd love to endorse her ministry. Yeah. But um, so, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. Go ahead. And, and, and then I'll check with her. And if she doesn't like it, you we, can cut it we'll out. cut it out. Okay. King's <laughs> Ransom. Say it again. King's Ransom. Okay. And they, they're a nonprofit, uh, Texas, um, and they just they fund um, people like me. Perfect. And she's just been amazing, and their ministry has been amazing to us. And so uh, between all that, we got it all squared away. And, and, and so then we thought, wow, you know, housing's kind of, we put on some temporary buildings, put the girls in it, everything was cool. Um, Texas is a different mentality, neighbors, everything's different. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of get used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then this guy came in, and he, his ministry was construction. And you probably know this guy, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to say his name because yeah. I'm not sure he wants that. Yeah. But he came in and he goes, I want to build all your staff houses. So he's there now. He's built three of them and he's building two more, total of five. And then we're going to have probably six total. And then we're going to start building student homes mm-hmm. uh, and then move the temporary buildings out. So it's just like going crazy. And we've only been there just a year. I cannot wait to get there in uh, July. Yep. Dude, this is going to be amazing. I'm so, you know, this, this is such God's timing right now. I'm we so have this stoked. pond that's like almost identical to the pond we had. <laughs> it's a little bit smaller, but we're going to make it just, oh, it's almost yeah. going to be identical, even with the island yeah, yeah. that was on that pond. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to look almost the same. That's crazy. And then uh, we're going to have like lazy rivers going through it. Mm-hmm. We want it to be a resting place, a yeah. peaceful yeah. place. And running water for me mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. You know, and having little water features where the yeah. girls can come out of their dorm and there's a little fountain or, you know, not gaudy or, or, or wasteful. Yeah. No, really no, practical. Just, yeah, and, totally. And so we're super, super excited about Dude, it. Dude, I am excited. So, okay. So everything's being built there. Um, is there, what, what else, what else can people, people that are listening right now, they're, they're just like super stoked on this whole program. Um, what, what, what are the needs? Are there any needs that people could, uh, maybe if people have resources or just, or just prayer, like, well, obviously prayer, because it's, it's, it's an everyday, totally, you know, always trial and, and there's just a lot of stuff going on. But I think, um, if, if, if they could just pray and, um, we're really looking, we have a lot, we have quite a few large donors. Yeah. 
but that makes me nervous because mm-hmm. if a large donor goes away, yeah. you know, you're hurting. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that fluctuation. Yeah. So I'd really like to develop a huge amount of donors that yeah. give like 10, 15, 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, because right. I think that's healthier and it, 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 it sustains you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus it doesn't tax anyone, yep. you know? And so we just want to be a good steward. Um, we need staff in a big way, mm-hmm. singles, uh, mostly single females, but, um, males can work in maintenance and stuff like that. Uh, we just have to be careful about that. <clears throat> and then couples, uh, we definitely want, um, you know, couples that are <clears throat> either administratively minded or willing to work with the girls mm. because it's a mentor thing. You don't have to have special skills, except you have to have a lot of patience and a love for these girls. I mean, that's the criteria. Love Jesus. And then we'll train the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And so people get a little intimidated by it, but we're not going to put you in a situation that sets you up for fail. In fact, we'll screen you and say, this is not the job this for you. Is not, it's not you, know, for, yeah. you. You won't make it. You'll be, you're not, you're not going to be happy. So we're going to be straight up. So we want people to apply, though, so that we can get those, the best people that we can for the, the girls. Um, and then, obviously, starting from scratch, we need everything. I mean, you know, we need builders, we need electrical contractors and plumbing contractors and septic builders. And I mean, we need, we need, you, you, you think of it, we probably need it, you know, down to, you know, toys for the girls, little, you know, things like paddle boards and crazy stuff like that. So really it's kind of wide open. And if they call us and say, Hey, I have this, then we'll tell them, Oh, you know what? We, we can't use that or Mm. awesome. Send it. Okay. All right. Yeah, paddleboards for the lake, huh? Yeah, because the girls are floating on it because it's hot and humid there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, just thinking about that, yeah. So somebody donated an above-ground pool. You know what? I got to find out. I have a friend that gets a cost on that stuff. I'm going to find out on those paddleboards. I'm going to look into that for you guys. Okay, cool. Paddleboards. So, yeah, it's just, just you know, and, and they can call us and say, look, I have these resources or what do you want? I'm willing to pay for something. So whether it's a, a cash donation or yeah. or or a a hard item. Yeah. Just call us up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, exactly. I'll, I'll give them the number. Can you give them the number? I'll give them the number. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give it out. Okay. So it's, it's going to be answered teen rescue or Riverview Christian Academy, but call 800-494-2200. Or they can email me at phil at teen com. Yeah. Get on that. This is a good ministry. I was telling you the who stores, we do a monthly giving. Yeah. Uh, 10, five, whatever. And that's mm-hmm. cool because like you said, it doesn't it doesn't tax and it's cool because you're constantly given and you know as that database builds yeah it just keeps building I, I i learned that actually from the billy graham association they they said you know big time donors sometimes they're just a one-time giver yeah they give and then you get this big money big chunk and then you know you put it in the ministry and it's gone but right. it's more sustainable to have that 10 bucks a month five bucks a month and then it's cool because even then you're like you know what it's automatically it's giving and you know 25 bucks or whatever and it continues to to build. I do that with uh, several ministries. It's awesome. Yeah, one of our larger donors gives like 14000 a month. Mm-hmm. And he had to cut it in half yeah. during COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof, you know, that's yeah. that stings. That's okay. a big yeah. chunk. And so, but then fortunately God blessed him and now he's he's able to, to kick it back in. But that kind of, I mean, I kind of always had a wake-up call about it, but that really gave me a wake-up call to say, yep. you know, we really have to build our infrastructure yep. in such a way that we're not 
uh, dependent on one or two people. More people can give yeah. like 10 bucks a month, 20 yeah. bucks a month. It's like a start. Go to Starbucks. What is that? It's like almost five bucks for a coffee. So it's mm-hmm. like two, 10 bucks a month or, or four. It adds like, up. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. Get on board with that. And I'm, I'm just, I'm still pumped to come out and, and meet up with everyone. So how we're going to be closing here soon. So how's uh, Tiffany doing? And cause she's Tiffany's the director. She's, why don't you talk about Tiffany a little bit? So people know who the director is there on the, on the campus. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so Tiffany came to me when she was 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and she was part of the program for kids that were just having a tough time. Yeah. Uh, she was not trafficked. I always have to clear that up because people go, oh, I'm sorry that you were trafficked. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I wasn't trafficked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, but I've known her since she was 15, and she went through that part of our program, our school, and did quite well, and then uh, went to missions trips uh, to Vietnam. I think I may be getting this wrong, but she went to a couple different countries um, on missions trips and just grew spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then came back to us. Uh, I won't get into this, but after the fire and we burned down, you remember that? We were in San Diego and I, burned yep, down. Yep, that was on the so, previous show. So, so basically, uh, she came back and we were at Hume Lake Christian Camps. Uh, they had taken us in temporarily and she had said, hey, I want to come work for you. And I'm like, that's awesome. So she came to work for me and she says, where are you though? And I said, I'm at Hume Lake. Now the poetic justice to that was she got busted at Hume Lake Christian camps as a camper for selling drugs (laughs) (laughs) or using drugs. I'm not sure which it was, but, but so so, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) so it's just, it was so funny that she ended up coming back to the place that she got kicked out of. So I thought that was poetic. Um, yeah, totally. But, so anyway, so then she worked for me. She worked her way up, became a supervisor, then became a manager. And then at one point I said, you know, my directors had given me like a five-year notice and said, look, we're getting up there in age. We're going to need to retire pretty quick, but we're going to give you five years notice. And I said, okay. So I had plenty of time and Tiffany was like a standout staff wise. I mean, she, she'd been there. She'd known, she, yeah. you can't get around her. No. You know, the girls can't work her. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, so she ended up becoming uh, a manager, and then um, when the couple retired, um, she took it over. She was nervous, but she did a great job, and she's been doing it 18 years. 18 years. I think. I might have gotten that wrong, too, but it's, it's, it's definitely over 16, I think. And that's, that's a long, if you really think about that, that is a long time to be in the thick of it. Because she, she, you know. I don't know how she does it. She lives there. On campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were there at the other campus up north, mm-hmm. she's there uh, around always. Twenty four. Uh, her, her, her husband's there. Then she had she had a kid. I think she had one kid at that time. Okay. She had the one kid who was a little baby growing up, but now she has how many kids? Three. Uh, she has two and one on the way. Two and one. Yeah, that's right. Because she had the other one. Right. She might be getting mad at me for announcing that on the air, but it just happened. But uh, hey, she'll get over it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell all your friends quick, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. Um, yeah, so then she has the three kids, and then she's just in the thick of it. It's just uh, unbelievable. But, it, but it's been pretty cool, too, to see the, the kids interacting with the, other, with the little kids, the babies, like the girls yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Interacting with the little babies. They're, it's they're, a family atmosphere, yeah. for sure. Because mm-hmm. you got dogs running in and out, yeah. little pigs running in and out, uh-huh. you, you know, chickens everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and then you got little, like you said, they're, you know, her kids. Mm-hmm. And, and her kids have really good boundaries, so they know, you know, kind of how to handle themselves. 
And uh, so it's just been an amazing adventure. It's been an amazing 30 years. Well, man, I'm excited to have you back, uh, back on the show. Um, is there, is there any, obviously you're working on this, but is there any other, uh, stuff that you would like to talk about that you have going on, uh, in your life or? No, I mean, I, I think that, um, I think just a lot of prayer for protection because, um, we have seen, it, it comes in waves, mm. but right now we're in the middle of, of a huge attack right. and, and it's just people, um, have a different point of view of what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were recently called a cult. A cult. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, basically. Is this in Texas? Yeah. So, so wait, when you're saying a different view on Christianity. It's like they don't understand that we are not freaks. We're not, you know, doing things that are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. We're strictly biblically based. Yeah. And. We hire all Christians. Is it because you're Christians. from California? Is oh, it, that could be. <laughs> well, because, no, there's like, well, well, what I've realized, it's funny that you say that, and this uh-huh. is what I want to talk about, is that as I travel all over the world, mm-hmm. Christianity looks different. It's it's like almost oh, it like does. it's, um, <clears throat> what's the word? It's like, uh, it, it's it's culture. It, it's like there's a different <clears throat> culture to Christianity no matter where you go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they like, have a different point of view. It, yeah, it is, it, and it changes by state, believe it or not. Well, it changes even by by region because I think it's what people were exposed to in their earlier years. Yeah, and so they have these preconceived notions on who you are, and quite sadly, a lot of Christians have screwed it up for everybody else uh-huh. because of their bad behavior and Christian cults. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so because um, there was that one Jeffrey, uh, what was that one? There was like a cult in, in Texas. Uh, oh I, yeah, I know. I don't remember the name. It's, it's on Netflix. I watched it. I'm like, did this? Was really? that the Waco thing? Uh, was it the Waco? I think it was the Waco one. Or oh, yeah, I don't know. I know there's been some. But, yeah. Anyway. But so so, but it's we just felt like, especially over the last yeah. 14 days, we have gotten attacked huge. Yeah. Now we came out of it about a day ago, mm-hmm. so literally it's fresh. Yeah. Where there was all sorts of attack from government agencies to the sheriff to child protective services. No way. And it was all stupid. If I told you the story, which I'm not going to, yeah. you'd go really? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just, there's attacks. Right. And so it's, and, and then when it gets really stupid, yeah. you know, it's an attack yeah. because you know, if you do something wrong, okay, own it. Yeah. But when you do nothing wrong and just comes out of the blue, oh. you're like, okay, this is definitely an attack. Exactly. So really, if people could just pray for God's protection because we're in an extreme ministry, and it's it's hard enough for Tiffany and Blaze to yeah. to be working with these girls and to manage the staff and 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 all that. Then to have this outside bombardment, it just wears people out. Yeah, and I think on. Satan wants to wear us out, so we'll quit. And I've seen I've seen Satan use the church to come against the ministries mm-hmm. to 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 wear them out. Yeah, he'll use the church, and they'll think that they're in, that they're right. And that these other people are wrong, and they'll they'll use them. And he's just laughing. He's yeah. just laughing because it's 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 just dividing the church, and then it's destroying uh, ministries. But God's greater than all that stuff. Absolutely. I'm gonna pray for you right now uh, while we're while we're here. God, I just pray for Phil and his uh, program out there in Texas, Lord. That you, in Jesus' name, I pray that you put um, your angels, your warrior angels, to surround the camp to protect the in, to protect them from the enemy coming in. Be with those girls, be with Tiffany and Blaze and, and their children, Lord, that you will keep them safe, give them wisdom, give them strength by that dunamis power of your Holy Spirit, God, that boldness to uh, continue to press on, Lord. 
Um, I pray that you continue to bring finances and resources and everything that they need as you have. You've been faithful and our timing isn't your timing, but you're doing it in your timing. You're faithful and you're going to continue to work out uh, your purpose in their lives, Lord. So I pray for blessings on everything that they do and they touch in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, man, it's uh, so in closing, we should definitely try to get a little boat deal going on with the, uh, with the girls. Yeah. Well, actually, Crystal's buying life just right, uh, life vest right now for him because we're going to be going on a couple trips where there's going to be some lakes. Oh, nice. They know how to swim, but it's just good when you have that many kids. Just yeah. like a little extra protection, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you just call me up anytime. Yeah, that would be – we will, we will contact you. I do want to plug um, – we are going to be um, in Thousand Oaks June 12th through the 19th. Uh, we're going to be touring. We're going to be hitting skate parks. We're doing church events. Uh, I even heard there's even a juvenile detention center that might be opening up for us. So boys' homes, girls' homes, if you want us to come, we have some open slots. Hit us up. Go to thewhosoevers.com. Uh, we will be in Grapeland, Texas. I have no idea. Did you look I up? tried to Google it, but um, it, we got back into the show before I – Okay, Grapeland. Let's see. Grapeland, Texas. Grapeland, Texas is, uh, we're going to have to look that up. I must have spelled it wrong. But that's on July 24th. I'm going to be doing at a concert with Seven Day Slumber, um, Letter Black, and many, many more bands. I think there's like probably like 15 bands there. It's going to be a big music festival. So I'd love to see Tiffany uh, there if she wants to come out with Blaze. That will be epic. Um, and yeah, just go to our social we might media. Bring the kids. Really? Yeah, we can bring the girls to that. Dude, yeah. So, did you find out? We got no. Out it, it, I don't know if I'm spelling it wrong or what, but Grapeland's not coming. Yeah, up. we gotta we gotta do this, and that would be so awesome to 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 come out and hang out with everyone. But go to thewhosoevers.com, guys. Um, we have products that support the movement. As we were talking about donations, we have the the monthly giving. You know, five bucks, ten bucks. <laughs> no, no, if you want to donate a big thing, please do. Um, we have the Kill the Noise book. If you guys are watching this on YouTube and all that, this is the book right here. Kill the Noise book, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. This is a discipleship tool. This is a highlight reel of my life with Bible studies. If you didn't know, I teach the Bible. I have studies on, on uh, YouTube. It's life application with Bible study. It's going to help you overcome. It's going to increase your faith. It's going to help you face fear, depression, anxiety, addiction. And then maybe you're just a Christian and you're like, man, my life has been boring. I go to church every week. I know the word of God. I know the stories, but there's no life to it. <clears throat> if you're not living the Great Commission, if you're not active, basically the Great Commission is being active in ministry, yeah. right? You're, you're, you're in the Great Commission. You're in active ministry. When you put yourself in active ministry, you will come alive. And at any capacity, if it's like you're taking out the trash at church or working in the parking lot or if you're volunteering at, at, a, at a human trafficking home or a, a, a source to bring them out or any capacity, feeding the poor, whatever it is, you will come alive because God put that inside of us to go and help people. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you really love people as yourself, just imagine if everyone loved their neighbor as themselves, this world would be a different place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine because everyone loves themselves yeah. and they want to do, they want to be treated right and they want what is good. But if we did that and you went out and love people, God will do something special inside of you. So just keep pressing on, keep reading the Bible Get disciples, get around people that are on fire for the Lord, and literally your life will change. You will not be living the stagnant Christianity, knowing the scriptures, but bored out of your mind. You will literally come alive. So make sure you go to the website, to your website, mm -hmm. and I'll plug it one more time for the for Togetherfreedom.org. Go there, 
contact them, get on a call, see if you could volunteer, or even if you know anyone uh, that is a couple that might want to go there and volunteer. Um, you have house moms there, right? Yeah, we have interns that come from Moody Bible uh, yeah. and other Christian colleges, so we can intern, uh, employment, or volunteers. That's it. Well, that's the end of the show. Phil, thank you for hey, being thanks on thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. 